Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Business Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Stannis. Every business can create a website. However, not every business can use their website to generate effective leads and traffic that match their goals. Whether you're running a brick and mortar retail store or an online membership website, it's important that your website is generating effective leads and converting enough of your visitors into customers. Which, of course, brings us to our topic for today, what it takes to generate effective leads for your website. But first, let's meet today's guest, Nella DeCesar. She's the Managing Director for WBN Marketing. Nella, welcome to the Hello. show. <laughs> Hi, Thank everyone. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> You're so welcome. Um, before we kind of jump in, Nella, if you want to give the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and what WBN Marketing is. Absolutely. Um, WBN Marketing of Florida is my company. Um, I've We've been in business for 12 years here in Southwest Florida. Um, we also serve some other clients across the nation, but mostly we serve from Cape Coral to Marco Island. Um, I personally have been in the marketing and advertising business for about 30 years. <laughs> so it's all I've ever done. Um, and then I decided to open WBN Marketing of Florida in 2009, um, just because I, I felt like, um, you know, things, I could do things better, I guess, as most people feel when they go to open a business. Um, so I, you know, definitely enjoy working very closely with the clients, you know, talking about their marketing. Um, we are a full service company. We do a lot of digital marketing, as you can imagine, building websites, SEO, pay-per-click, all of that fun stuff. But we also do a lot of other, um, you know, traditional marketing things. We do a lot of brand development, logo development. Um, we do a ton of direct mail. So we really can provide that full service solution to anybody looking, you know, to kind of step up their game. And your physical office, correct me if I'm wrong, is in Naples, correct? Correct. We are based in North Naples. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here. Um, like sure. I said, our topic is all about basically how to take your website and transform it into, you know, that that well-oiled machine to take your leads that are coming in, to take right. your customers that are coming in and hopefully convert them, you know, into those high quality leads. Um, let me start off with this because um, mm -hmm. I would assume hopefully most of the people that are listening um, have a website for their business, we hope. And uh, or they're they're starting to I hope so. Their, their business. Um, <laughs> right. But talk to me a little bit about the importance of, you know, that process of taking a customer, taking excuse mm -hmm. me, taking a visitor who someone maybe it's the first time that's coming to their website to actually, you know, get them intrigued about who you are and what you do and to convert them into a lead, because this is essentially right. an art form, correct? It is. It is. It, and, you know, it's not a super easy process. There's a lot of variables, um, you know, and, and also a little bit has changed since COVID, as you can imagine. Um, uh, prior to COVID, um, you had about seven seconds to grab the attention of a user on a website. Uh, since COVID, it's about three seconds. So unfortunately, the timeline there has shortened. So um, yes, and we've been attending a lot of different workshops um, in our industry to talk about this very topic. Like, you know, it's even harder to generate a lead now through your website. So how do you do that? And um, I'm always amazed by like some of the basics that a lot of business owners have really not thought about before they went to build that website. Um, and hopefully if you're working with a professional, which I highly recommend, the, you know, that professional can lead you through some of these thoughts, um, you know, to generate the right website. But, um, you know, the first thing that is just 
ultra critical, even though it sounds very basic, is knowing your target market. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, I may might ask, you know, for example, a flooring vendor, who's your target market? And, you know, the answer I might get is everybody that has a floor. <laughs> well, that's not correct. <laughs> you know, we, we really want to drill down who the target market is because, and I'm talking really, really specific because the more specifics we can know about that target market, the more ways we can think of to um, find out what they really want. We know what they want. We know what they're after when they get to the website. Um, and we will know how to give it to them to actually convert a visitor into a lead, if that makes sense. So, you know, the first step is really understanding that target market and really, really drilling it down to a finite, you know, whether that's one segment or, you know, some businesses have multiple segments, really understanding. And I know that seems like the really, uh, a really basic thing to say, but I'm always surprised at how many small business owners or small to mid-sized businesses have not really thought about that and drilled that down. Yeah, that's a, that's so, a great point to bring up. So we're talking about specifics like age, gender, exactly, location, interest, lifestyle, lifestyle. You know, are we talking you know uber wealthy people or are we talking middle class people? You know, work working folks. You know, huge differences there. Um, so once you're able to drill down those differences and understand who you're communicating with, then the task, you know, gets much easier from there. So once you've figured that out, so to speak, then there are things we can do with the website from a technical standpoint to make it easier for your target market. So um, let me give you an example. So let's say, you know, we have an e-commerce jewelry site and our target market, you know, are females age 20 to 55. Um, you know, so we want to make sure that we're communicating with them, you know, what do they like discounts on jewelry free, you know, free jewelry, like, you know, things like that. And the other thing um, that's really important to understand that homepage is so important, because like I said, you've got three seconds to capture someone's attention. So a lot of the design aspects, uh, the technical design aspects on websites are completely changing. So you probably remember, well, and we have a lot of websites that are still built in this fashion where, you know, you've got kind of the homepage with the top, really what we call a nice hero image or a nice video, um, you know, very entertaining, but really not a lot of information, you know, um, so you've, you've kind of wasted all that space from the top down on pretty pictures, but no call to actions. You're not really telling that user um, target market what to do. So really, I don't even know what you do until I scroll down past the pretty pictures, and then I can guess what you do. So the design aspect that we're kind of working on these days is to really bypass that whole like large dead area of pretty pictures, if you will, and, and put some call to actions on there. So basically the idea is, is when I arrive to your website, I need to know in three seconds or less exactly what you do and exactly how you can help me. If I have to scroll down half the page to understand what your firm does or what your company does, I'm out of there. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, and you know? You know, one of the things I was gonna ask because it comes up a lot is, and you just started to touch on it, is you know, making sure I guess the problem that you're trying to solve mm -hmm. as a company or a business is on, you know, that top section. Right. Of because as Correct. we know, if people have to scroll down, they're already gone. Like you said, you know, they, right. you only have three seconds, right? 
That's right. So the design of the site really, we really have to put a lot of thought into the design in terms of how to get them the minute they hit the site. Because every second that goes by where somebody doesn't understand what you do and how you can help them is just another reason for them to leave. And we all know people, you know, <laughs> people have the patience of gnats, right? Including myself. I am like so impatient. When I go to a website, I want to see what's going on. I want the information now. And I don't want to have to scroll through 18 clicks to find it. And, and I'll tell you, I get to the point where, you know, I'm so busy that if I don't get what I want, I'm out of there. And, and that's really what people are looking at, um, you know, so, you know, different design aspects. And um, we, we specifically use WordPress to build our sites because Google loves WordPress and SEO, you know, search engine optimization is the name of the game, right? Being found online. Um, so we'd like to use WordPress. And I, I notice a lot of the custom designs we're now doing, um, and even some, a lot of the themes now, kind of have, you know, we have a nice picture up at the top, but we also have a lot of room for call to actions. We're also putting button there, buttons there to lead people to exactly where they want to go, if that's what they want to do. So, and, and of course the mobile site comes into play, ultra important. Um, you know, once you figure out this very, um, you know, optimized user experience that has to translate into mobile. And we talked a little bit about target market before, and that really comes into play because if you're a business, like, for example, that serves older folks, um, you know, they, it's hard for them to see things on like a two and a half inch screen. So you really want to make sure that the most important aspects of your website are front and center on that mobile device. Um, you know, a mobile, mobile optimizer, there's a difference between mobile optimization, um, you know, and mobile friendly. Okay, mobile friendly, you know, might be a website that's just shrunken down to fit on a screen. That's not a mobile optimized site. And, and definitely people should know the difference. Uh, mobile optimized is when that mobile site is created with the, the right features up front. So when I say the right features, you know, a phone number, you know, maybe a form, you know, information that's front and center, you know, obviously a call to action and contact information, you know, instead of having the pretty picture come up at the top of the mobile site, you know, let's give them, you know, the, the actual information that they're looking for, because it's already hard to see this information on, you know, a two, three inch screen. So you want to make sure when they're on a mobile device, they have the convenience of calling you or shooting a form over or just finding information that they need as opposed to scrolling through the pretty pictures, if that makes sense. Yeah, and um, I know um, we, you, you touched a lot on the design aspect. Can you talk a little bit about kind of the language aspect and how yes. important that is to, I guess, make sure you're using the correct language for your target audience? Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, obviously we wanna use strong, clear call to actions but you know, be careful about the terminology that you're using. Um, I work with a lot of like home service businesses, and you know, they talk in contractor language. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, and I'm, I come from a family full of contractors, so luckily I speak the language. But a lot of lay people who might be visiting your site don't speak that contractor language, or maybe you're an IT professional and your clients we know don't speak that IT language, right? Like most people. So you really have to use um, very clear terminology that normal lay people understand. You know, and I hate to say the term dumb it down because that <laughs> sounds 
sounds really kind of insulting, but it, it is very accurate when I say we just want to simplify the language. So again, if you're like an IT professional and you're talking about networking and, you know, all of these IT terminology and, you know, the IT industry, industry has tons of acronyms, as we know, <laughs> and so does my industry. So try to refrain from using the acronyms. On my content that we write for websites, I always spell everything out and maybe do like an acronym in parentheses that's grammatically correct and explains to people what, what it is. Because if I just say SEO, for example, people don't really know what SEO is. Yeah. They may even know, some of them may even know that SEO stands for search engine optimization, but a lot of people don't really know what that means. And to be really honest with you, that's just a big fancy word for how we optimize a website for visibility. It, it really, you know, it, it's a lot simpler than you would think. So it's super important, you know, not to talk in acronyms and to really, again, this all goes back to the basic thing of knowing your audience. If you know your audience is the older crowd, if you know they don't understand contractor or IT speak, write it or have a professional help you write it so that your it will resonate with your target audience. Because if it resonates with them, then they understand what you do, and then you have more of a chance of converting a lead, uh, converting a visitor to a lead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, utilize those strong, clear call to actions in layman's terms that everybody can understand. And you know, sometimes business owners are so close to the industry, they don't know what that language should be. So that's when it really makes sense to hire a professional to have you write that so that you know we're, we're making sure that we're, we're you know, resonating with that target market. Yeah, definitely. Um, what, well, yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask, you had mentioned it, is, you know, utilizing buttons and links and forms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Could you talk, I guess, the difference of why a certain type of business or a certain industry would want to use a certain call to action versus another? That makes sense? Uh, you know, every industry should have a call to action in my mind. You know, whether it's a certain set of words for one industry versus another, I think that is best decided based on who we're going after. Um, you know, for example, maybe your industry likes, um, maybe your industry needs um, an evaluation on their business. You know, let's say you're a business broker and you like to offer a complimentary, complimentary evaluation, you know, on your business. So um, that might be a button that would spur somebody's interest. Wow, a complimentary evaluation on my business. Yes, I would like that. So, you know, I think it's going to come down to the industry, what the call to action is. And, you know, the, the trick to converting that visitor into a user is providing something value added that is of value to them. Um, and I'll give you an example. I talk with a lot of businesses who are like, you know, I hate to go back to the complimentary evaluation, but I'm going to use that as an example because it's very common. We'll give you a complimentary evaluation, but you know, here's the thing. So will all of your competitors. So you're not really standing out because I can get a complimentary evaluation from all of your competitors. Everybody's saying the same thing. So the trick is to not say the same thing and offer something a little more of value that somebody, you know, might, you know, they have to perceive it as value, not you. And that's the other thing um, I would say for a lot of business owners, you know, they're always looking at what they perceive as a value and saying, oh, that's, you know, too much or that's not enough. It's really not about you. It's about that target market. And if you don't know the answer, 
then you can survey a small group of your current clients. And trust me, the current clients will tell you the truth. Mine are very honest. <laughs> so, um, you know, just survey, you know, your top five clients and ask them what is so valuable about our services that you love and what would you like to see? That is a super easy way to find the answers to these questions and then use that, um, you know, for your website. So yeah, it, it has to be a perceived value because you might think a complimentary evaluation is great and worth X amount of dollars, but your client is like, well, I can get that anywhere nowadays. What makes you different? You know, it's really about standing out and offering value. Um, it's not about cost, it's about value. And I have to remind business owners that all the time because they're like, well, this costs that much. So that's, it's like cost is not value. You know what I'm saying? It's a perceived value. Not to like, kill this, like, like a dead horse. <laughs> so I was going to say, I guess the takeaway for that is, you know, really try to figure out what your customers want. And if you're not right. sure what they want, find ask. out. Yeah. Find, exactly. And, you know, again, this all goes back to knowing your target market. And it's a very basic marketing thing that travels across all mediums, whether digital or traditional, but you can't be successful and, and turn users into leads, qualified leads, unless you know who you're talking to. <laughs> so yeah. it, you know, it, it really all goes back to that, doesn't it? Have you seen success when we talk about, you know, giving value to signups or registrations or leads? Have you seen success utilizing more common mediums like um, infographs or eBooks or kind of like those how-to I, I do. Yeah. You know, um, you know, the eBooks are kind of getting a little, I, I think the eBooks are great, but I feel like they're getting a little past their shelf life, but I'll tell you why. I think if we could revamp the eBook, um, you know, it, it really needs to be short and sweet. People just don't have time to read a 16 page eBook. You know what I'm saying? No matter how great the information is, you know, it's probably awesome, but they just don't have time. So if you can like break that down to a one sheet infographic, awesome. You know, that somebody can download, get, see it. It's right there. They can start using the information without having to read a 16 page dissertation. So if you're going to do kind of like, you know, the eBooks or download the information, keep it short and sweet and to the point. Um, you know, it doesn't always have to be an ebook either. Um, it can be like what I love, um, and a, a lot of the people in the audience probably know who HubSpot is. I have a lot of clients that use it for, you know, uh, content management and, and CRMs and things like that. It's a great company. And I download their stuff all the time. They have what I, I love. They have like templates, like here's a social media calendar. That's a template. You just download it. It's free. It's an Excel spreadsheet. It's already like, you know, formatted and you just like, to me, that's a useful tool. Um, you know, if you're doing your social media, that is, um, but like offering templates, different tools, like if you're an accounting firm, maybe offer like a simple budgeting template for somebody to figure out their, you know, their new year budget, something to that effect. So as long as it has value to the audience, um, you can pretty much do whatever you want for a download. Just be really cognizant of how much time it's going to take for the person to read it, of course. And is this tool useful? And if you're not sure if this tool is useful or what kind of tools would be useful, then again, survey your top five clients. You know, say, hey, would this, if I gave this to you, would this tool be useful? You know, and I'm always shocked because like as, as somebody who's been in marketing for 30 years, I'm like, well, you know, I think this is going to be super useful. 
And then when I do the survey and talk to people, they're like, eh, not so much. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to predict user behavior. Um, and a lot of people do that, even when they're doing search engine optimization and they're picking those keywords or they're beefing up the website. You know, um, we want to do that based on hard cold facts. So surveying your, you know, your clients is a great way to find out, is this tool useful to you? And once you find out what's useful to them, then that's what I would use on my website, pure and simple. Awesome. So, that's, um, that's great. Yeah. Advice. So, yeah. And, you know, it just... And, and most people probably already know this, but, you know, marketing and branding is not a guessing game. You know, we've come so, f not anymore anyway, it was in the beginning, you know, stages of my career way back in the day when, when the internet wasn't even around, thank you very much. But, um, you know, nowadays we have a lot of information at our fingertips. Um, we have a lot of ways to communicate with people easily. You know, we have Zoom, you know, we have um, constant contact, we have emails, we have, you know, we can, we can survey people and get information. So there's no reason why we have to guess. We can actually find out what people want and give it to them. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention too, you know, um, you can make your website look as wonderful and have all the call to actions, you know, the design, everything is great. But if nobody sees your website, then, then there, are, there is no lead generation. So the other aspect that I'd like to talk about too is you know, not only creating the website and the content, but actually promoting that website. You know, Paid search engine indexing is, is what you really need to do to drive uh, traffic to a website. When you first build a website, people don't just show up because Google doesn't know it exists. You know, it takes Google 60 to 90 days to even start ranking a brand new website with brand new content. We can usually drive traffic within a few weeks, but that ranking is going to take a few months because the internet's a really big place. So, you know, I meet a lot of business owners who unfortunately still think that if you build a website, people are just going to show up. So um, a lot of our job is to educate people to let them know the web build is a separate task from actually marketing it. So once the website is built, then we want to start putting it out there so your target market knows where to find it, okay? And then it becomes a numbers game. So we drive X amount of traffic to the site, and we know that we can convert 4% of those visitors. So you want this many qualified leads? This is how many leads we have to drive to the website. So we're working backwards. Does that make sense? I know yeah, I'm getting absolutely. a little technical here. So it really becomes a numbers game. So once you have your, the right content in place, once you have the right design in place, you know who you're marketing to, now it's a matter of getting enough people there to convert to generate a qualified lead. So it is definitely a multi-step process. It does not happen overnight. You know, an SEO, a search engine optimization program, you know, you definitely want to have minimally a six to nine month commitment to let it index and do its thing, right? Um, any less than that is really just a waste of time and, and, and money, unfortunately. But if you can hang in there and look at it like a cost of doing business for marketing and, and driving people to that website, um, then that then you're on the right trajectory to get those numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on, especially nowadays, when, like you said, people have so much information at their fingertips, I think a mm -hmm. big driving factor to, um, you know, taking the customer and actually converting them, or excuse me, taking the visitor and converting them into that customer phase, uh, especially nowadays, um, 
can you kind of touch on reviews and testimonials and how that might affect or sway yes. a visitor's uh, mindset? Super important, super, super important. Glad you brought it up. Um, yeah, testimonials are paramount. Um, people want to know that other people had a good experience with you. And if they don't see that, they're going to find the next guy that will provide them that, so to speak. Um, and, you know, written testimonials are always great. Google reviews obviously are always great. But I have to tell you, in terms of search engine visibility and content, video testimonials is like king of the crop right now. <laughs> so I always encourage, um, you know, our uh, customers and clients to, you know, video, video testimonial. And, you know, it, nowadays it doesn't have to be this $10,000 video production, you know, event. Um, you know, obviously your phone, your iPad takes great video as we know. Um, and just, you know, the best time to get a customer uh, to do a video testimonial. Cause you know, sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to be on video. And you know, look, I hate myself on video too, but I'm used to it. So I just don't even look at myself anymore. It's, it's kind of like I'm, I'm used to it, but a lot of people still feel that way. But I'll tell you the best time to get a client testimonial on video is when you just delivered the product and they're so excited. So for example, like a realtor, as soon as you hand the keys over, you're at the closing table, let's shoot a 30 second video. Just tell me about your experience. Let them, let them roll. Um, that is so valuable and organic. Um, I can't even tell you. And then as far as like search engines, obviously, you know, um, Google owns YouTube. So obviously they're going to rank their content much higher than let's say a Vimeo account. Yeah. So, you know, get those video testimonials on YouTube, then do a testimonial video feed right into your WordPress website. So when you update those testimonials on YouTube, they will automatically feed into the website. So you don't have to update in two places. So it's easy to manage. And obviously your, your webmaster can help you manage that or your marketing professional. Um, but video content, just generally speaking, very strong with testimonials and very strong with just other content. So um, yes, to answer your question, testimonials for, for greater credibility is absolutely paramount. And if you can go a step further and get them on video, even better for search engine visibility and awesome. credibility. Um, I know you had touched on it at a couple of points, but one of the things I wanted to talk about is when do you think someone should basically reach out to an expert to help them with these things, right? Because yep. obviously every small business, you know, might not have the budget to utilize it. Of course, it. of course. But in your mind, you know, is it, you know, is it a time thing? Is it a resources thing? Is it a position thing? Like what's, what's usually the best in, you know, your, in your mind? It's all of those things actually. Um, and I can definitely give you, you know, we work with, you know, Gosh, I think some of my smallest, smallest clients are one man shows, if you will. And then I've got, you know, um, large companies who employ, you know, hundreds of people. So it really depends. But here's, you know, most small businesses when they first start, you know, there, there could be some budgetary issues. And, you know, at some point, you're, you know, like a lot of small businesses will say, hey, you know, I don't really have the budget. So I'm going to put a Wix website up right now. It's just for online visibility. And that's fine, you know, uh, not to knock Wix or the do-it-yourself platforms. Um, some of them are really great, but a lot of them are very limited on search engine indexing. So once your business gets to a point 
when you're not doing it yourself anymore. Like if you're a business owner that has gotten to a point where you don't have time to do your own marketing and your marketing is kind of falling to the wayside, that's a great time to call a professional. Um, like our bread and butter clients are the clients who, let's say they've been running their business, you know, for like 10 years and they're, they're making money, their revenues are really good, but they've kind of ignored their marketing for a little while. And they've, or maybe they've said in the past, we don't need marketing because we have, you know, the snowbirds are coming, you know that, right? <laughs> so there's no reason why you should be a seasonal business. Let me just add that in here as well, since we're talking about it. There's no such thing as a seasonal business here in Southwest Florida anymore, in my opinion. There are so many people living here year round that if you're a home service or even a mom and pop shop, you should be marketing to people who live here year round. You can have business year round and not have to worry about seasonal budgetary issues. I'll say that. And certainly we can help you do that. But for that smaller business who is now finding out like, okay, I'm a business owner. I don't have time to do my emails anymore. It is so important that you stay in front of people though. So you don't want to let your marketing go to the wayside, right? So you want to hire a professional. The other thing is, um, you know, it's, it's fine to start out with a do-it-yourself website, but I'm going to tell you if you can avoid it, <laughs> if at all possible, Try and start out with a professional website and hit the ground running the right way in the beginning. Because if you go through the trouble of learning Wix and it is a learning curve and your website, and if you're not willing to learn that, your website's not going to look professional, okay? It does still require a learning curve. But at some point, even if you use like a Wix or a GoDaddy Builder, you are going to have to move to a professional website, because you're going to have limitations on search engine indexing with Wix and some of these do-it-yourself platforms. So at some point, you're going to have to reinvent that wheel. So if you can start on the right foot from the beginning and have that professional website and build that search engine indexing, which is cumulative, by the way. So the more you do it, the better it becomes over time, right? Um, if you can start out on the right foot and do that first, um, that would be best. But we know some businesses do have budgetary constraints. If you can also find a, a professional partner, like for example, we offer website leasing, right? We're one of the few people in this area that offer that. And what that is, is like, for example, I have a startup business um, and they have like over a thousand products to put on an e-commerce site, but they don't really, you know, they're a startup. So they don't really have the revenue right now. And e-commerce sites can be rather costly. They can, you know, you know, with products, you're Very talking, you know, minimally five grand on up, right? For a good website that, that, you know, attracts the whole, the whole nine yards, right? So a lot of these smaller companies don't have um, the revenue to really put that forth up front. So we offer website leasing where it's almost like a car lease, where you can lease a website for a certain amount of years and continue to pay on it. And then when you get to the end of that cycle, you can either decide to buy it out and the website belongs to you, or you can maybe trade it in for a better website or go elsewhere. Um, so, you know, we offer that so that we do have payments for those type of websites. If you're looking at a, you know, a large website. So, um, you know, and, and we've also been flexible, you know, we have some clients who, you know, typically we ask for half up front and then the rest as we, you know, hit some milestones, but, you know, we've extended multiple payments to clients just depending on their situation, because I'd honestly rather see you with a professional website like WordPress, 
um, that works with the search engines and, and, you know, start out on the right path and then, you know, see you do something on Wix and then have to come back to us three years later and we have to help you reinvent the wheel, you know, yeah. and you've gotten nothing out of that prior effort. So I, I know I took the long way around, but I hope that answers your question. A little yeah, bit. no, definitely. Great advice there. Um, I do have one last question I want to leave our sure. viewers with. I know we've talked about a lot today, um, you know, important aspects, but for people who are just starting out, you mm -hmm. know, what would you say is that number one thing to get people to start to take their website to, you know, convert those visitors into customers? So mm -hmm. There was one kind of thing that they should prioritize versus everything else. I would, in terms now, we're assuming that having a website, you know, the website is your control center. So any type of marketing that you're going to do, whether it's Facebook marketing, whether it's pay-per-click, SEO, search engine optimization, any of that stuff, that website is a command center. You're essentially driving everybody back to that site. So, you know, I meet a lot of people that want to do Facebook before they even have a website. Don't do it. Facebook is not a replacement for a website, okay? What you want to do is the, 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 have a budget for some type of professional website. That's probably the best advice I can give you to start out. Um, just make sure that you have some kind of budget, some type of strategy for a website that looks professional so that you have the credibility to start, you know, growing your business. Um, that's really the best advice I can give. And, and, you know, there are vendors out there that will work with you in terms of payments and like, you know, leasing and things like that. Just find somebody that can offer you that. Um, but you know, the website is that command center. If you don't have that and you're doing marketing, you, there's nowhere to send people so they can see your testimonies, your credibility. A Facebook page is not a web page. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that's probably the, the best advice I would give is just really start it out on the right path. So you don't have to go through this exercise again, three years down the road. So having a professional website from the very beginning is so paramount to the future success of your business. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nella. Um, how can our listeners find out more information about what we talked about? Maybe they have more questions and they want to follow up. Sure. Where can they, where can they reach you? Well, uh, you can reach me directly always. I own the business as well as being the managing director. So um, my cell is 239-919-0933. You can also visit our website, which is wbn-marketing.com. Um, if you go to Google and just type in WBN Marketing of Florida, we will pop up, I guarantee it. Um, so yeah, you can go to our website and you can call me directly if you'd like. Awesome. Thank you so much, Noah. Thank you. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Join other professionals looking to grow their business with Southwest Florida Inc. at swflinc.com and sign up for a free membership today. Thanks so much for listening to Business Builders. We'll see you next time.